the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday evening edition here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app, available anywhere in the world via iHeart to listen in. Of course, you can always get us at home via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Following the show, you can check out our podcast via CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on More, and click on Podcast to be able to access us and listen back to what you may have missed or to listen to the show for the first time. Of course, you can email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show at 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Much to come, we'll touch on the Pelicans and Saints and such, but of course, the big news is college baseball and coming up in just a few minutes LSU in Florida the deciding game for the national championship in Omaha at Charles Schwab Field and joining us now to talk about it a bit is our good and great friend with his own podcast of course with Ronnie Rance and and so many different elements of coverage over the years of LSU sports and beyond a good friend Tommy Christ and Tommy always a pleasure how are you good evening Ken I'm doing well thank you for having me well, I guess, you know, the subject at hand. We'll get right to it. Uh, the, the decision has been made. Thatcher heard. And for me, I think it's the right move. And, and my feeling is simple. You know, if Thatcher heard pitches well and gives you a chance to win, he's not going the distance first and foremost. Secondly, if Riley Cooper's healthy enough, you've got him available. And then you've got Griffin Herring available too. Gavin Gidry, if needed. But last but not least, if you get to the fifth, sixth, or even seventh inning in a tie game or a close game, either way, Paul Skeen should be available. Your thoughts? I agree with that, and I agree with the decision to start hurt. And, and look, I get the passion of all the fans, and they've painted a hundred different scenarios of what should happen tonight. But they must remember, no one has more information to base this decision on than Jay Johnson himself. Okay, he knows more about it than any 50 of us put together. So he's made the decision of what's best for his team and the individual players. And and that's the way it's going to be. I mean, Florida's most susceptible to fastballs. See what Ty Floyd did him. And the guys throwing Sunday didn't quite have the same fastball velocity that Floyd had. 
Hurd does, okay? And Hurd's a competitor, and Hurd is really coming into form. You know, he, he pitched well at UCLA until an injury sidetracked him. This past fall, he was very limited on throwing. In fact, I don't think he threw on the field. All he threw was in the pitching lab and in the bullpen. And then earlier in the year, you know, a couple of rough outings, whatever. So he's just coming around to being that guy, and we saw that, like you know, earlier this week, up in Omaha, so you got to hope he can go five or six innings and have you in the ball game. I don't care if it's eight to eight, four to four, whatever it is, he needs to keep them in the ball game, and then Coach Johnson can make decisions going forward on how to manage whomever out of the bullpen. Riley Cooper was not even at the ballpark yesterday, had a stomach illness, and he stayed at the hotel just trying to rest and get his stomach better. So, look, it's the national championship game. You're not going to keep a guy like Riley Cooper out of the game. If if you call his name, he's going to give you everything he's got. So will Hurd, so will Herring or, or Skeens or whoever they run out there. Jay Johnson's the coach. He has the most information to make the best decision, and I defer to him. And, of course, as mentioned, you always have the ability to use Skeens in relief. You know, regardless of what the the pitch count is or anything else, you've got a situation whereby you can utilize him if the game is on the line. If the game's not on the line and you've got a good lead or Florida's got a good lead, there's no reason to have to use him in that scenario. But – with this game being the final game of the season, being for the national championship, if you have a chance to win the game, you always have the opportunity to use them at that point. I agree. And, you know, and it's a tough decision. I mean, nobody is in those shoes, okay? I mean, if you're Paul Skeens or you're his family, you know, his team of agents and representatives, I mean, here's a guy who's worth a minimum of $40 million going forward. I realize you can get hurt even rolling ankle stepping off the bus in Omaha. I get that. But, you know, you, you have to think of the best interest of the player, which all coaches do. All coaches at any school in any sport – the best interest of the players is, is, is their priority. And I believe that's what's happening here. But you got a guy that, you know, can, can throw you 40 or 50 pitches if need be. And if you have to have that to close out the game or, or stop a big rally, you know, Jay Johnson will have to make that decision. That's why he gets the big bucks. And and uh, I'll be glued to the TV. I'll, I'll be watching every pitch like everyone else. And going to be a fun game, I believe. If I take away anything from the Sunday game and and you want to take away something that you might be able to hang on to as a positive, I'd have to say the, the ninth inning home run by Brandon Jobert because he has not been hitting. I mean, he was terrific in the Super Regional. And, you know, he had a big double earlier in the College World Series, but he hasn't hit since then. And with Jordan Thompson's massive struggles and Travinsky not being healthy and not hitting at all, and Malazzo, who's not a hitter, that lineup length is really shortened if you don't have Jobert hitting. And so to me, he's really important. And to get him going in some way, shape, or form, I think was important. Yeah, I agree. And and I think, you know, the lineup will come out about an hour before first pitch. And we'll we'll see what's in there. But, you know, hey, you got to – this is what the players have to know and the fans have to know. 
this is two great baseball teams. There are about 330 other Division One teams that will be watching on TV tonight. There's only two playing, and there's a reason these two are playing. They're very good ball clubs with very good coaches, capable of scoring 24 runs or capable of shutting you down. I mean, that that's what we have here. It's the, it's the zenith of college baseball that's going to happen tonight in Omaha. You know, the only other way would have been, you know, to pull the old Major League trip of, trick and water down the field last night and then Skeens could have threw a few more pitches tomorrow night but that that was just for kicks and giggles that was flying all over social media too but hey you know and, and I want to say this about Jordan Thompson this guy's a good baseball player absolutely struggling now he's got snakes in his head and he's out there at short right now I guarantee you saying please don't hit the ball to me that happens to every player. Baseball is a hard game to play. And uh, I, I think you know, there's a part of me that would love to see him get a big hit tonight or make a diving play at short to, you know, kill a rally or something. But, you know, he's struggling. But, you know, that's when t- that's what teammates are for. You know, they, somebody's got to pick it up, whether that's Joe Bear or whomever, uh, lay down that perfect bunt. Whatever it, Coach Johnson calls for, that's what LSU's got to do. They're playing a very good team that's – uh, you know, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's what it's why you it's why you sign up for this you, to play for a national championship, and these two clubs get to do that tonight. Tommy Chrysan visiting with us. Look, if you're going to win, uh, the formula that has gotten it done in Omaha is pitching and defense. Pitching and defense. LSU's pitching was fantastic up until the game Sunday. Its defense was superb up until the game Sunday. They they kicked it all over the place, and of course they couldn't pitch any good. And Jay Johnson just basically threw in the towel with the pitchers he used at some point, saving the guys that mattered the most uh, for what was to come tonight. So I do not see them being able to win by outslugging Florida. I think the only way they're going to win is to go back to what they've done to win in Omaha, which is to pitch well and to play defense. I agree. I mean, you can't give those extra outs. You can't give guys an extra 90 feet. I mean, all the cliches apply. They're magnified in, in a game of this magnitude. So, you know, it, 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 sounds simp- it sounds simpler than it is, I promise you. But uh, there, there's nobody that wants to succeed more than, than the players on the LSU team. So many people out there that are critics about what's happened. And, of course, there's a lot of SEC envy is – you know, around the country, but you look at some of the verbiage that's been out there about, oh, well, if LSU wins, they bought a championship. That's ridiculous, okay? Uh, Florida has two very important transfers on its team. Wake Forest had three very important transfers on its team. Tennessee had two very important transfers on its team. And in LSU's case, Paul Skeens didn't come because of money. He already had good stuff in place in that regard at Air Force, and Tommy White, you know, left the program that was a good program for a great program of his own accord because he wanted uh, the higher visibility to play before the biggest crowds in the country and to have a chance to win a national championship. The, the fact of the matter is those are the two guys you're talking about. But if you look at the rest of this team, by and large, these are Paul Maneri's recruits. So, <laughs> you know, again, it, it's not a matter of they bought a championship or it's all about the transfers. Those two guys have been fantastic, Skeens and White, but it's more than that, and certainly that's just not a good narrative. Well, it takes the whole team. 
okay? It really does. And, and look, the landscape of college sports, not just baseball, has changed drastically in the last four or five years through the portal, through the NILs, this, that, and the other. The COVID thing that added years of eligibility to players nationwide, you know, that, that that's got a lot to do with why Miami and San Diego State had so much success in March Madness. They had four and five year guys with, with 120 of games experience under their belt and that mattered in crunch time and in college baseball is as much parity as ever i mean you know oral roberts was in omaha they've had a solid club for decades but you know going to omaha is another story for them so it's what it is now it's kind of like when with brian kelly when the nil came out he made a comment i'm paraphrasing here that if you don't embrace it then you're going to get left behind. Well, if you don't embrace what college sports is now, uh, whether that's Tulane football or LSU baseball or your favorite team, then you you might as well go find another hobby because that's what it is. It's not going to change. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and you're going to have to deal with it and, and, and enjoy a bunch of student-athletes making money. We know that competing trying to win championships and, and that's what that's what i like i like seeing that teams try to compete and win a championship because i know how hard they've worked i know the price they've paid to be as good as they are individually and collectively as a team i appreciate that and i enjoy it if you had the number one pick in the major league draft pirates nationals of course right up at the top of the draft who would you pick i'd take dylan cruz and why? here's why. Okay. You got 20, 26 guys on a major league roster, and 14 of them are pitchers. Okay. I'm not saying there's another Paul Skeens, and I think he's got a tremendous chance to have lots of success, but Cruz can impact your team every day in the lineup. He's a, I call him a six-tool player because I added baseball IQ to the five tools that everybody else goes with, and that's a TK original. Maybe the scouts will listen to me one day, but he's a six-tool player. And, you know, people know this, but I, I want to let them sink in. He's played every game this year, and he's gotten on base in every game, including the last four last year. The best ability is availability, and that's Cruz. You know, that's what he is. And, I mean, a great kid, a great family. I've got to meet his mother and father several times. And, look, this kid's got his head on correctly. And, oh, by the way, he's the best player in college baseball. I was fortunate enough to play against a Golden Spikes Award winner, Augie Schmidt, the shortstop at UNO in 82. I believe you were calling them games on the radio. And it was clear that Augie was just better than everybody because if he caught the ball at short, you were out. He had an absolute cannon across the diamond. And we didn't have the Internet. We had a little collegiate baseball newspaper would kind of let us know what was happening around the country. But there was anybody that was anywhere near UNO baseball then knew Augie Schmidt was the best player in the country and of course that's the case with Dylan Cruz now the opposing coaches the people that play against him they they know he's the best player so that's a long answer to your question but I would take Dylan Cruz from the Pittsburgh Pirates yeah it's an interesting perspective that's typically the way it goes the position player over the pitcher Uh, but I'm not sure I've seen a better pitcher out of college than Paul Skeens I, I think about Garrett Cole he was really good Steven Strasburg he was really good This guy's along the same lines in that regard, and the question becomes, is this guy that elite? Is it going to be that difficult to find a guy like this that would be a top-of-the-rotation guy? And and that's a good question because, to me, uh, a dominant pitcher is every bit as important as a great position player. 
but the availability and playing every day, certainly that comes into play too. This is no surprise that Florida is here. They've got a heck of a team. Uh, Caglione's a really good player. Langford's a terrific hitter. He's got the best bat speed I've seen, frankly, uh, of anybody. Uh, they have depth up and down their lineup. They've got good pitching. And the other ticket here is real simple, and that is you know this from baseball all these years and how long you've been involved in it. When a team scores a bunch of runs one day, the next day they typically scuffle to score runs. I mean, that's, it's not an absolute, but it happens much more frequently than does the opposite where they, they follow up and hit like that. So I don't know, Tommy. I think, if again, pitching and defense. If you pitch well enough, if you hold Florida to three runs or less, you win the game. But I think that's what it's going to take. I agree with you. I mean, the, the the Angels scored 25 against the Rockies in MLB the other night, and the next night they scored three. In 1997, Alabama beat LSU on a Saturday, 28-2 to in Tuscaloosa. LSU beat them the next day to convince com- can, uh, to get the regular season title uh, on a Sunday. So, yeah, you're right about that little trend in baseball, but that's one of the beauties of baseball. You just never know what's going to happen, and just when you think that you might know, you will find out that you don't know. So, uh, I'll be glued to the TV tonight. I'll watch every pitch, as many, many, many people will, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. If you play defense, don't give the extra outs. Don't give that extra 90 feet. And, and and you muster up some runs. LSU's got a potent offense. Even with a couple of guys struggling, it's still a potent offense. And those guys that are struggling are very capable of having an impact tonight. And I, I think if they take care of business, LSU will win the game. You look at what Skip Bertman did. I think it took him seven years to win his first one. It took Palmineri three years to win a national championship. If Jay Johnson somehow wins tonight, he will have done it in his second season. Just put that in perspective if you can. Yeah, well, you know, Kim Mulkey's going to be in Omaha tonight. Yep. Uh, she won it in her second year yep. at LSU. Of course, her track record coming in was, was pretty sporty. Uh, so, no, it, it, look, and there's going to be 80% of the crowd, if not more, is going to be purple and gold cheering for the Tigers. And, uh, you know, it's going to be like a home game at, at the Alec Box Stadium times two, perhaps. And, uh, you know, Thatcher heard. He's going to get on the mound and just, you know, hopefully he can execute the pitches that are called and they can do the other things that you and I have been talking about and, and find a way to win the game. Yeah, and, and look, Brian Kelly, I would not rule out the possibility that he could win one in his second season, though I think a third year is, is more likely. Well, I, I would say this. I, I'm on record uh, last summer on a – podcast in town i said uh kim mulkey jay johnson and brian kelly would win national titles in the coming years at lsu well i I didn't know that kim would win it when she did but you know in the category of thinking ahead if i can if jay johnson were to win tonight it would be kim mulkey check jay johnson check brian kelly your turn yeah no doubt and scott woodward starts looking even better than he looks already. About a minute left with Tommy Christ and the, the sanctions that came out, not unexpected. And frankly, I thought LSU made out pretty well with those sanctions. They did. I mean, it, it, I hate using the term slap on the wrist, but it, there's nothing major or significant. A couple of recruiting visits are going to be changed up or not allowed. Uh, you know, I think in the big picture, they came out 
okay. They need to be take the deep breath, sigh of relief, and say, okay, you know, let, let's go forward, and not make any more mistakes because they are on probation. So should you make another mistake in that time window, that would not be good. So I think overall LSU came out okay. Yep, and if there's any other one takeaway from the game last last day and Sunday afternoon, it's that. Florida stole a base up by double digits. I'm sure LSU remembers that too. Yeah, baseball players have a way of remembering things. I can assure you of that. So uh, that'll be interesting. LSU's going to wear purple jerseys tonight. They'll be in the first base dugout. They'll be the visiting team, for those that maybe don't know that yet. And uh, weather's supposed to be not an issue in Omaha, the last thing I read. So, hey, I'm ready for that umpire to yell play ball. There you go. It's, it's happening. Tommy, as always, thank you. We appreciate the time. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Ken. All right, Tommy Chrysan, of course, a great podcast with Ronnie Rance and has done a great job of covering sports for so many years, in particular in Baton Rouge. Always great to get his perspective, a former player himself, so he, he knows of what he speaks and, of course, the game going on. LSU and Florida, national championship game in Omaha. As we speak, of course, we'll have full coverage at CrescentCitySports.com with the story and analysis following the game. That's at CrescentCitySports.com. Your chance to continue to follow what's transpiring, not only in Omaha as of the close tonight, but also in sports each and every day. All right, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we return in just a moment, We'll talk more about the Pelicans, about the Saints, and everything else as we continue with all access for a Monday night. Ken Trahan on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. What does it mean to be New Orleans' very own? It's about being raised in your city, reporting on your concerns, sharing stories from neighborhoods where you grew up, on falling down and getting back up. It's shining light on tough issues, doing something about it to move New Orleans forward. It's not easy as we fight your fight, serving the community we love, making sure our viewers know they are and we are New Orleans' very own. Catch WGNO News at 5, 6, and 10. New Orleans' very own. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. 
For 60 years, Raid's scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. Raid seeks to create a better future for all, <laughs> especially the ones you love most. Raid, protection for all. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together, we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no-fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing, no fees, cost, or expenses, unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no-fee guarantee, backed by the black and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. They were ordinary people like you and me whose stories inspire us to find strength within. The National World War II Museum. Find the extraordinary inside. This report is sponsored by STEM. Humans can do a lot of amazing things. Fighting bugs? Ew, a bug, get it! Isn't one of them. STEM is powered by active ingredients found in plants to fight off bugs safely and effectively when used as directed. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. It comes down to one game for the national championship. Florida extended the College World Series title to a third and deciding game with a 24-4 demolition of LSU Sunday at Omaha. The Gators set College World Series records with 24 runs and 23 hits in a single game. Florida bashed six home runs. Brandon Jobert homer for the Tigers. The deciding game set for 6 p.m. this evening. Dylan Cruz had two hits and the LSU star won the Golden Spikes Award as the best player in college baseball. Cruz joins Ben McDonald was the only Tigers to win the prestigious award. Wide receiver Javion White of Winsboro has committed to late football at Tulane. White had offers from Tulane Nichols and Grambling. Destrahan star Anthony Robinson committed to Ole Miss. Former LSU star Nas Reed has signed a new three-year $42 million deal with a player option with the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves. Reed averaged 11.5 points and 4.9 rebounds last season. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. All Access continues on this Monday night. Ken Trahan with you. Rudy Dixon, our producer. And one player in the NBA that... People had said, oh, you know what, maybe it would be a good job by the Pelicans to try to make some kind of deal for this guy to try to enhance the roster 
That's forward John Collins. Well, forget about that because the Atlanta Hawks are trading Collins to Utah. The Hawks acquiring forward Rudy Gay, the veteran, a future second-round pick for Collins, who is owed over $78 million over the next three seasons. And the swap creates a $25.3 million trade exception for the Hawks, the largest in the NBA. Atlanta has a year to potentially use the exception to take on another player's contract. Now, the trade itself cannot become official until July 6th. Collins, 25 years of age. He's a versatile, talented forward, and he makes Utah look better. They already have Laurie Markkinen, who's a good one, and Walker Kessler, who's a good one. They drafted Taylor Hendricks out of Central Florida, who's got a chance. And, of course, now with Collins arriving, this puts Utah in a better position. The Hawks, meanwhile, are going to be looking to use that money to enhance their own scenario. Collins averaged 15.8 points, eight rebounds per game in six seasons with the Hawks, including 13.1 points and six and a half rebounds this past season. Among active players over the past six seasons, Collins just one of five to average 15 points while shooting 55% or better shooting from the field. The others, to give you some sort of perspective, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMontis Sabonis, and none other than Jonas Valanciunas. So there you go with Collins going to Utah to enhance the Utah team unquestionably. Where the Pelicans are concerned, it's simply a matter of do you feel like there is another move that you can make to try to make this team better? And as we said before, the needs remain the same. You know, a backup rim-protecting center certainly would be an enhancement and something that the team certainly has looked at. Can you find that guy in a trade? Or otherwise, I don't know. Point guard, talked about that too. Solutions, are they on hand? C.J. McCollum, we said it over and over again, would work better off the ball rather than having to be the primary ball handler where he can get to open spaces, get to catch-and-shoot situations, and enhance this team offensively. Played hurt last year and did everything he could, and it really was on and off, so to speak. We all know what Jose Alvarado is, is an effort guy off the bench and a point guard, but not a guy that can be your starter and play heavy minutes and withstand the rigors of the physicality and the demands of the 82-game schedule. Then there's Kyra Lewis, and again, as we've said continuously, we don't know what he is. I think we're going to find out this year. He's either going to be a guy or he's not. We all know what's there. He's not tall. He's shorter by NBA standards, but not too short. But what he has is exceptional first step, ton of quickness, speed, and his shot looks good. You know, I think he can shoot the ball well enough from the perimeter. Has to develop more floor awareness, more toughness, uh, how to dribble, penetrate, and create for others, and how to finish when he can get into the paint himself. These things are all part and parcel of what he has to do to become that guy. And then, of course, the other options are clear. Zion Williamson, if healthy, can be your point forward, as he played quite a bit of previously when he was available. So there's that. And then there's the intrigue of Dyson Daniels, who's going to be 20 years old, 
He handled the ball some last year. He has some of that ability. Some believe he can translate into being a point guard and be that guy running the show for you. Well, if he can do that, you not only solve the problem, but boy, you've got a nice advantage there with a very tall player at that position and an athletic player. Daniels can run the floor. He can defend. His offense isn't there, but I'll say the same thing about him that I said about Kyra Lewis. His shot looks good. It looks like a shot that can become effective and can become consistent. I think he's got that ability within him when you look at what we see from his release. Gained a little bit of confidence later in the season to take a few of those shots. But again, very young in the game. What he is and what he can become are two different things. And obviously, this is a player that they're going to look at very hard with regard to whether or not he can be that guy running the show for you. He'd be very interesting. Also where the Pelicans are concerned, E.J. Liddell. What do you have there? Or do you know what you have there? He's now 22 years of age. He was your second-round pick a year ago, 41st overall. Liddell was a tough, productive player at Ohio State. You know, he's big-body guy, 240 pounds, but he's only 6'6". So can his game translate to the NBA to give him a chance to be successful? Now, he's coming off of a torn ACL, and that's a big issue. Signed a two-way contract with the Pelicans. Looking back at his Ohio State days, his last year at Ohio State, his third season, he was really good. 19.4 points, 7.9 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 2.5 blocks a game. That's really impressive. 76.5% from the free throw line. Certainly okay with that. 37% from three-point range. Not bad at all. 49% from the field. He had really good numbers, which he improved on from his second year at Ohio State to his third year. So I don't think we can dismiss Liddell as an option at this point. I think he's a guy that you have to take a look at. You know, Again, second round isn't an investment, but it's certainly it's one of your own. And I think you have to take a look at Liddell to see where he's at. Is the knee totally sound? Can he be the guy you want him to be? Looking at the roster, and we know who the players are. We know who the guys who will figure in the mix are. Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, Brandon Ingram, Jose Alvarado, Jonas Valanciunas, Trey Murphy the third. That's eight right there. If you go any further than that, it might be Larry Nance Jr. if he's healthy. That's nine. Beyond that, Darian Sebron, no. Josh Richardson, I don't know where you find any role for him with the players you have if they're all healthy. Started okay last year, but then petered out a bit. Najee Marshall, I think he flattened out. You know what you have there, and I think, again, that's not a guy that on a good team can be in the rotation. Willie Hernan Gomez, he was disappointed. He thought he should have played more last year coming off of being the MVP of Eurobasket. He did not, and it was obvious that Willie Green 
did not have the confidence to play him in most situations. Jackson Hayes, we all know they're not confident in his ability, looking at where he is and what he's done. I think they probably have decided they don't want him, at least in the rotation, if they, in fact, don't move on completely from Hayes at this point. And then Garrett Temple, just a veteran guy hanging on at this stage. So, you know, you look at the roster, the question marks are Liddell, Lewis, you know, and to a degree, Nance. I don't think Marshall's a guy. I don't think Richardson's a guy. I don't think Hayes is a guy. And they don't seem to like Hernan Gomez. So, and Temple is obviously on the outs. So I think that's kind of where you're at with this roster right now and the way it's constructed and what the Pelicans can offer. And obviously, once again, to continue the whole narrative, the health of its key players remains the most important aspect of the team. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram in particular. I mean, look, can they get on the floor enough to make the impact that they're capable of making? If they can, you know what this team can be. That is a top four seed in the Western Conference. And if they can't, they're going to struggle and be a play-in team if they get to that level again, considering some of the moves other teams in the Western Conference are making. It's a competitive conference. It doesn't figure to get any worse. It only gets any better, then it's going to be difficult for the Pelicans. Wembenyama, we'll see what kind of impact he can make at San Antonio, which was a bottom feeder. Houston, really not a factor. But everybody else in the West, you have to take seriously. And again, you've only got so many spots, 10 spots for the play-in, six guarantees of the playoffs, and you got to be in that mix. And the goal is to avoid the play-in and get into the playoffs. And obviously, they're going to need good health to be able to perpetuate that possibility after what we saw last year. Uh, that is not a given by any stretch of the imagination. So that's kind of where we're at looking at the New Orleans Pelicans at this stage. What happens moving forward? Well, that remains to be seen. But clearly, the health is the biggest issue. And then the question marks surrounding players like Kyra Lewis and E.J. Liddell, what Dyson Daniels can eventually become those are really the big question marks to go along with the health of this team right now. And then I think one other factor, too, before we close the topic here, and that is how much Willie Green continues to expand his knowledge and grow as a coach in the NBA. Everybody likes Willie Green. He's a promising young coach. Only through experience do you get better. And now he's gotten some valuable experience, learning on the job, learning his players, learning how to communicate and how to utilize players and get the best out of them. So you're arriving at a place in time where he's now got enough time under his belt to be the guy he needs to be, and now he needs his players with enough time under their belt and enough missed time to be able to become what they are capable of being. If the twain shall meet, it could be a very fun season. And if not, we're going to see changes to be certain. It's 504-260-1061, 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation, which will continue. Talk some football when we return in just a moment. Ken Trahan, all access on this Monday night here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. 
It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at DAExterminating.com. This report is sponsored by STEM. Humans can do a lot of amazing things. Fighting bugs? Ew, a bug, get it! Isn't one of them. STEM is powered by active ingredients found in plants to fight off bugs safely and effectively when used as directed. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Don't miss this Saturday night. It's RuPaul's Drag Race Work the World Tour, live at the Sanger Theater. Showtime is at 8 p.m. And celebrate the 4th of July this coming Monday, July 3rd, at Uncle Sam Jam in Metairie's Lafreniere Park, with live music, fireworks, great food, and much more. For more info on what to do this weekend, pick up the latest issue of Where You At all over town. Or visit whereyat.com and click on our community calendar. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Glad you're with us on this Monday night version of All Access. As we continue on, the Manning Passing Academy concluded this past weekend. Another big success, tremendous turnout, a really good bevy of talented quarterbacks on hand the takeaways were clear michael pratt looked really good that's no surprise 
veteran quarterback, breakout season last year, and now he's playing for money because Michael Pratt is a definite NFL draft pick. How high he is really depends on how he performs this season. And the skinny for many people is that, look, he's moving up. And he could end up being, you know, a second-day pick, if not a first-day pick, which would be a, a leap. But listen, this guy, he's poised, he's smart, he's tough, he can make throws. He's not fast, but he can use his feet to extend plays. And we've seen that at Tulane. And this season is going to tell a large tale about just who he is and where he gets picked and what his future can be in professional football. But this is a player that I think people are looking at with great intrigue to see just how he ends up and where he ends up in terms of the perception of pro scouts and where he's drafted. Meanwhile, the two LSU quarterbacks, and I say both because they both have opened eyes, were other prime guys to take a look at. Jaden Daniels, he throws the ball well enough. At times he throws it better than well enough. And other times, not as much. Can he be more consistent in that regard? Can he be more accurate on a consistent basis? The decision-making, you figure, is going to continue to improve with that full season under his belt in the system at LSU. And obviously, he is a guy that has the ability to do that. We all know about his athleticism. It's amazing. And his ability to extend plays and to make plays with his feet just terrific it's one of the things that sets him apart he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year and it also is what keeps him starting because there's a guy in Garrett Nussmeyer that's behind him that is looked at very favorably by NFL personnel because he's big enough he's tough enough and he's got a very strong arm and he plays with a swagger with confidence that he can make throws that some people wouldn't try to make. He likes to get the ball down the field. And if he can harness that into good decision-making on a consistent basis, this guy's got a heck of a future. And he's got a heck of a future, including at LSU. I do think he's going to get on the field this year, despite the fact that Jane Daniels is there and so good. LSU's got two quarterbacks that have a chance to play in the NFL. I mean, they both have abilities, and they're unique abilities. Nussmeyer's got the stronger arm. His game is totally different than Daniels, but they both translate very well, I think, to the next level. And they both were good, by all accounts, at the Manning Passing Academy. So these are players looking ahead that you have to feel really good about. Speaking of LSU, another player that I think Bears watching, it could be very important to them, is Logan Diggs, the transfer from Notre Dame out of Archbishop Rummel. Brian Kelly recruited Diggs to Notre Dame. And now he's got Diggs at LSU. The coach familiarity is there. System familiarity certainly there. And the ability to get on the field with his physical ability, well, that's there too. He put up very solid numbers at Notre Dame. I did Logan's high school games. He's a little bigger now than he was then. He's still fast enough. And LSU certainly can use a breakout running back. They have competent guys that can do a solid job, but they don't have that standout player like we were accustomed to seeing for so many years. And I think Diggs is a player that has a chance to be that type of guy 
when you look at what his abilities are. So I think he's a player that you definitely want to keep an eye on. I like him a lot, and I think he's got a chance. Flip the script to Tulane. Shotty Clayton is another one that you watch carefully because I did a lot of his games in high school. Really good-looking player. Quick, fast, and obviously last year with the presence of Tajay Spears, he was not going to be a primary guy. Now that Spears is gone, clearly Shotty gets a great opportunity to show that he can be a prime force and maybe be the man for LSU in the run game and being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. You're not going to replace Tajay Spears in his unique skills and what he was able to do. You can only approximate that. It might take two or three guys to be able to do that, and they have some depth at running back to be able to do it. But I think Shotty Clayton is a guy that has the ability to become a very good player for Tulane and in the American Athletic Conference, which I think Tulane uh, is, you know, has to be considered a favorite for when you look at what they did last year and you look at the players that Tulane has returning. High on Shotty, very high on Michael Pratt, high on Logan Diggs, very high on Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. So that's good stuff when you think about these two schools and what they've got from the standpoint of football moving forward this year. I'm interested to see what happens. Good get for University of Louisiana, of course located in Lafayette. Daniel Beal, Catholic High Bears quarterback, commits to the Ranging Cajuns. Beal got a chance to start as a freshman for Catholic, one of the best programs in the state which is highly unusual. You typically don't see that at a program of that magnitude. But he got the opportunity, and he took full advantage of it. And he's been really good ever since he got that opportunity. So to see Beal have a chance to stay close to home and join the program in Lafayette is pretty good. He's, he's a good player. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. So another positive development here for a team in Louisiana. Southeastern's going to be good again this year. The personnel is there. Frank Selfo has done a consistently good job in building that program to the postseason on a regular basis. Of course, Tim Rebo's done an outstanding job overall at Nichols. Can they bounce back this year and be that team? A lot of buzz there and a lot of positives coming out of Nichols after the Manning Passing Academy and the brand-new football facility they have in Thibodeau. There's certainly going to be a boon to that program and unquestionably will help there. So, they're in a pretty good place, too, when you look at the grand scheme of things. So college football drawing closer. It's going to be fun to see what happens. I'm looking forward to two games very early. Tulane, Ole Miss, LSU, Florida State. Those are games that I'm pointing to right now. I'm sure they are, too. And those are games not only that I want to see, but I think that will go a long, long way to determining whether LSU and Tulane are elite teams or if they're just good teams. Again, wins would translate into the elite category, I do believe. Fun times, and they're coming up very soon. 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Still one more segment to go on this Monday night with all access as the deciding game of the College World Series underway. Back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And as always on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. 
You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thingy. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thingy. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which me? wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait. Unlimited first year cash back match only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-838-6161. That's 800-838-6161. 800-838-6161. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Final segment begins for this Monday night. Ken Trahan with you. And the wild card items, we always like to get into some of these things with regard to the world of sports. Freddie Freeman. Man, how consistent has that guy been at the major league level as a hitter? One of the sweetest swings I've ever seen. Just a natural hitter who has been that guy consistently with the Braves and now with the Dodgers. Well, Freeman got his 2,000th career hit against the Astros last night in a nationally televised game. And it was a double. He's such a good hitter. 
Great accomplishment by a terrific hitter, Freddie Freeman, of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Never should have been available, you know, allowed to finish his career somewhere else outside of Atlanta, but two sides didn't get together. Freeman moved on, and now the Dodgers benefit from him because he's a big, big player in their lineup, again, along with Mookie Betts. Just a terrific one-two punch there. But Freeman, brilliant career, and now he's a 2,000-hit man, and that is an elite place to be in Major League Baseball. A lot of things to like there. Two-lane football recruiting, you know, obviously this has been a good recruiting year for Willie Fritz. They have parlayed that beautiful season and that wonderful win in the Cotton Bowl into some really good signings, and now Tulane has gotten commitments for 2024 from Plano quarterback Kellen Tasby and Prosper offensive lineman Tyler Mercer, both of the Dallas area in Texas. Tasby, Division I offers from Arizona, UConn, Memphis, UTSA, ULM, Texas State, Sam Houston State, and Grambling. Transferred to Prestonwood Christian Academy for this upcoming season last year at Elm High School, 6'5", 195. Tasby, true for 2,289 yards, 16 touchdowns, completed 65.7% of his passes, rushed for 160 yards and five scores. He's also a good player in basketball as well. Mercer, 6'4 285, a true center. He earned district offensive line co-MVP and all-state recognition as a junior. Outstanding student, important for Tulane, a 3.95 GPA. He had offers from Air Force, Army, Louisiana Tech, ULM, Bowling Green, Utah State, Wyoming, UNLV, Sam Houston, Dartmouth, and Columbia, among others. He's strong. There's that. Squats 405, bench presses 300, cleans 275. Played guard and tackle for Mercer. And Tulane now with 10 pledges for the class of 2024 as they continue to grow their recruiting efforts in significant fashion. You have success, you turn that into something good. That's exactly what Tulane has been able to do. This is the final week of the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League. Action going on this evening, tomorrow and Wednesday. Playoffs are next Wednesday and Thursday. Semifinals Wednesday, July 5th, 4.30 p.m. Starts at Kirsch Rooney Stadium. Finals on Thursday, July 6th, 6 p.m. Start at John Ryan Stadium. And again, you can check CrescentCitySports.com for the schedules and for the standings as to who's going to be in the postseason. In the second year of the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League, been a great success. 17 teams this year, and we're sure looking forward to bringing you the semifinals and finals live at CrescentCitySports.com once again. Always a pleasure to be able to do so. Our time winding down here for this Monday night. Of course, we'll have full coverage of the LSU-Florida game at CrescentCitySports.com. Immediately following the game, make sure you go to CrescentCitySports.com to check it out. I'll be back with you on Wednesday night with all access sports talk at 6 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher at 4. Tomorrow night, Jude Young has all access sports talk for you at 6 p.m. That'll do it for this evening. For Rudy Dixon, I'm Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long.
Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl.